Welcome to Nintendo Dispatch, your weekly Nintendo podcast covering all things from the wonderful, beautiful world of Nintendo. I'm James Matsumata Magno. And I am Michael Cheesehead Rivat. Oh my goodness. What's up, my Wisconsinite? How you doing? <laughs> I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. If anybody uh, doesn't know, I'm actually on the road this time for a change working, and I am in Wisconsin. The, it's not as exotic as a lot of the places you get to go, unfortunately, but it is. Um, I can I can kind of feel what it's like for you to try to handle all the the recording and all of the equipment when you're on the road because we've obviously had some of the very similar issues with trying to get me to be able to record and the logistics and everything that's involved with that. So uh, I am out here. I am doing a little work. I'll be out here, I think, for the next uh, another week or two, give or take. So I think uh, I think everything will be good, though. It's 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 a lot to juggle, but we're plugging away. Yeah. As I was leaving Wisconsin, you were coming to Wisconsin <laughs> and then I sent you a microphone, you know, and you're on your backup microphone. So I sent you a new microphone, which is my travel mic. And then you went to go update the firmware and then it bricked the entire microphone. So yeah, it was uh, so, I was so bummed because I, I had gotten it, which it's, it's the coolest little microphone. I am excited. I, I, I know that it's it's there waiting for me, um, but I got it. I was I plugged it in. Everything was working. I plugged it in my phone as a backup because I can record using my phone. And then <laughs> you were like, "Don't forget before you go, make sure you update the firmware." Okay, okay, not a problem. I plugged it in. Totally killed it. <laughs> Nothing worked after. I'm like, uh, I think we have a problem here. But we the backup is holding up. I think it sounds, hopefully it sounds okay. I know it's not as good as normal, but um, we will have another travel mic ready and wearing, wearing to go. Yeah. And honestly, I also had another, I had a scare of firmware updates myself over here. It wasn't quite a firmware update, but I uh, had my Nintendo Switch because I was traveling a lot and I take oh, my no. Switch with me. And I I don't know what happened, but I put I put my Switch in my bag and I got through the airport and I get onto the air get onto the airplane. I pull it out. I'm going to play some games. And um, there's a big black screen that mm. says something has gone wrong. Like it's very scary. Like there's some Japanese characters or some English. Oh, no. Yeah. And, and it goes, you know, please restart. And I go, this is it. There goes my Zelda, Zelda save. Like it's gone. Like, you know, oh. we're one month, one month away from cloud save. <laughs> You know, and no, no, can't get it. So I, I, I shut it down. So I hold down the power button. I'm like, oh no, oh no, and I turn it back on, and boom, it booted right up. So I was, I was quite happy, but it was the scariest thing I've ever seen because the system was also very hot. So I don't know what happened. Maybe a game was in some state where it something went wrong. I don't know, but it was very oh, scary. Man, that would have that would have freaked me out. I would have been so bummed if that. If it bricked that, oh man, yeah. So now I'm like, I don't know if I should take it anywhere. Should I just leave it in the dock? I don't know. Just keep it there. But yeah, so it's oh, good. Man. <laughs> so unfortunate. This portable system, and now you're scared to actually go portable with it. Yeah, it, it was. It was. It was a worrisome moment. But all worries behind. We're good to go. And our good friends also gave us a surprise this week over at Nintendo UK. Out of literally nowhere. 
Uh, mm. Well, not necessarily out of nowhere. There were some tweets that came in uh, Sunday night and Friday from some indie developers that were like, hey, there might be some stuff happening on Monday. And I was like, oh, that's cool. And of course, yeah, out of nowhere, Nintendo UK dropped an indie Nintendo Direct, which is glorious because it's from Nintendo UK. So there's beautiful UK accents on it, on the entire mm. entirety of it, which I loved. And they broke down like, I don't know, was it like 15, 20 games or so coming out either now or in the next year or so? Yeah, I thought this was a, a fantastic surprise, especially coming at the heels of the previous Direct, which while it was still nice to see some of the Smash um, news, it wasn't something that really did a whole lot for me. It's kind of like, okay, you're telling me about a game I'm already excited about. I, I don't care. This was showing me new stuff that's coming out that granted, maybe a lot of people don't really um are excited for the indie games, but personally I am, and there's some amazing ones. So you're kind of doing yourself a disservice if you don't follow along with some of these because they're just such great games. So I thought this was really exciting. Yeah, it was, it was a great video. It was like 19 minutes. We'll link it in the show notes below. And I figure really quick, we'll just kind of run down some of the announcements, give some initial impressions, what we thought about them. Uh, Cause there's some that are out now that I already bought. So I can give some hands-on impressions uh, from, from the Nindies. So the first one is Night Call. This is a really cool one uh, from a developer and publisher, Raw Fury. So Raw Fury is doing a couple of games here in this uh, Nindies direct. Uh, this one's really cool. It's, it's, uh, is it kind of like black and white noir in a way It's a point and click adventure, but it has a unique twist because you play as a taxi driver that is investigating, uh, and helping the police investigate murders. Uh, so it's quite like a unique look and feel. There are a lot of black and white looking games, but I was presently surprised by it. And probably, for a game that's a point and click adventure, I like that it's un- this unique twist and, and that'll be out in early 2019. So it weighs away, but but looked pretty cool. Yeah, it, it actually made me laugh. At it. The premise of it makes me think of this is a show I could see Nathan Fillion in. <laughs> like it reminds me of like that castle sort of thing where I'm like, oh, that could be a new Nathan Fillion TV show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Every every time, yeah, that could be any any time. Yeah, I see a good character, I was like, hmm, would Nathan Fillion fill that role? Because if so, I'm in. I'm in. Uh, next one up was Monster Boy and the Cursed Kingdom from FDG Entertainment, coming out November sixth, twenty eighteen. Now, I will say about these dates is that this was from Nintendo UK, so this is at least the Nintendo UK release dates. I have to assume it's the same everywhere, but I can't promise that, right? So uh, this one, I call it a super cute anime style platformer, uh, and, it, and it's quite cute because you play as a bunch of different distinct characters. There's a pig, a dragon, a boy, not a monster boy, if you will, a frog, a lion. And I'm not sure if the boy kind of controls the monsters or what, but each of the characters that you have have a distinct um, unique ability. So the pig can do something versus the dragon, the fire, things like that. Um, so it looked really cool. It looked like a very unique uh, type of game. Nice. I'm ex- really excited for the next one. It was The Gardens Between. Now, this is really, really beautiful game, kind of like a Fez-style puzzle game where you can rewind time, but it was more the look of it that I really loved. I thought it was gorgeous, um, and it's by the Voxel Agents. Yeah, this one's cool. Like you said, like a Fez style puzzle. puzzle. And I liked it because you could rewind time. And it had this really unique like look to it. It was it was like everything was oversized, almost Pikmin style in a way. It looked mm-hmm. very cool. 
Yeah. yeah, I like just the color, everything about it. I, well, as soon as I saw that one, I'm like, oh, this one's piquing my interest. This is something I could definitely pick up. The next one we have is Streets of Rogue. And this is a pre- procedurally generated roguelike with some exclusive Switch content in there for a little bonus. Uh, you got this is by published by Tiny Build, and it's a co-op support with up to four players. And this comes out winter 2018. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that one looked cool, but the one that really caught my eye, probably out of mm. any game here, has to be this next one called uh, Bad North, uh, that uh, is a really unique look and feel. Bad North, one word, which is unique. It's a real-time tactics roguelike. There was a lot of roguelikes in this. Yeah. Um, <laughs> again, this is published by Raw Fury. And to me, it didn't really look like a roguelike. I don't quite understand the whole roguelike references. But to me, it was a tower defense style game set in a Viking era. So I bought this. It came out. It came out right after the Nindies. And I've been playing it for a few hours and I've been really enjoying it. It's a little bit slower pace than I thought it was going to be. It did default to hard difficulty. So I changed it to normal. So maybe hard is faster and normal is slower. Seemed weird that hard is the default. Maybe just, you know, I I don't know. Seemed weird. So I'll go through it a little bit because the video doesn't really describe it. So everything is procedurally generated. Everything um, is different every time you play the game. And you're progressing left to right on a series of islands. And you have commanders. And each commander you can upgrade with unique abilities such as arrows, spare spears, or um, um, like axes and, and knives and things like that. Swords, if you will. And you can upgrade them. So your entire purpose on the tiny little island is to defend the houses that uh, and buildings that are there. And via like canoes, these these enemies come in and you uh, point and click um, or kind of move them around. So you can say, go over here, go over here, and then they attack. And the enemies are trying to burn down the buildings and you're trying to defend the buildings. And each of the enemies have different you know, strengths and weaknesses. So like axes can beat, you know, uh, arrows and vice versa and all these things. Right. So as you're progressing, though there's some other complexity that gets in you look at the map and you can progress to the next series of islands um in in a row so it kind of is in like a v shape and there's like this tide coming it's kind of hard to describe but essentially at some point you can't go back so you're always moving forward so there'll be like there's two here and after that one move, you're no longer able to play one of those islands. So you have to kind of pick and choose. And there's different bonuses. Maybe there's another commander that you can pick up and add to your crew. And then um, you can level up all your commanders by getting coins if you survive long enough and you know, um, basically don't let the enemies burn down the buildings. So to me, it's really unique so far. I, I died. I've played for like maybe 20 minutes or so, got pretty far trying to just figure out the mechanics. And I did enjoy it. It's a little bit slower. The nice thing is that it works extremely well with the touchscreen. I play in portable mode. So you're tapping on an enemy, telling them to move here. The touchscreens work great. The It's kind of like a real-time strategy game. So real-time strategy games are hard on consoles. They got most of the controls down pretty good because... If you, once you tap on an enemy or hit the L or R button to select your commander group that's moving around, 
um, it slows down time, not to a halt, but very, very slow, which gives you time to move them around because you don't have, you don't have a mouse, you know, you're kind of moving an arrow around in space. Mm -hmm. So that is kind of weird, but it it worked fairly well. So I, I was, I was, I was glad that it had both the touchscreen and the normal controls. It didn't feel like a mobile game, but it could be done on mobile, but it seemed like a really bigger game because it was stressing the the switch a little bit it, it has some very really nice animations and graphics going on so overall, did cool. you just notice any like lag or anything like that you could just tell the switch was working but you didn't notice any issues running it no issues it was all silky smooth great yeah excellent that's awesome that's i i saw this one i was like yes yeah, so this looks really interesting so hearing that you're liking it i think this would also be in addition to the other one we mentioned before one for me to pick up yeah, I will wait. I would say wait a week. Let me get in it a little bit more and give my mm-hmm. full review and get it out there. Excellent. Um, the next thing came from 11-Bit Studios. They came out with some uh, updates. So they had highlights. So Moonlighter was the first one, basically telling everyone that it's coming out autumn, which is a very generic date for sometime autumn. Uh, the next one was The War of Mine, which is a very, very cool World War II-ish survival type game. It has these really cool brush graphics that's coming out in November. And then Child of Morta, which is coming out in early 2019. So kind of some highlights there is quite quick. I loved everything 11-bit did. I thought it was, all their games were beautiful. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really, really enjoyed what they were showing. Uh, next up, we have Everspace Stellar Edition. This is by Rockfish Games, and it's a roguelike, which <laughs> which isn't at this point. It's a roguelike space shooter. Um, it's online play, and you can use online service subscription. So and this will be out December 2018. Yeah, that one looks cool. I don't know what's roguelike about it, but I do like a good space shooter you know um you know like vertical strike our favorite horizontal shooter hopefully this game <laughs> upset a little bit but it did look really cool it looked almost beautiful yeah it looked really beautiful yeah i give it yeah give it like a lot of these games that's my theme is like all these games looked really good so it had me kind of amped up where it seems like we're progressing and moving a little bit away from every game having an 8-bit style into back into only some here and there and you know that's one of the things i really like about a lot of especially with what they showed this time the during this nindy direct a lot of these games felt very unlike nintendo and i Mm -hmm. kind of like that you know obviously nintendo puts out what they put out and they do it very well but a mario tennis or the smash games or anything like that has a very very um particular feel to it you know it's very colorful and kind of soft rounded edges and it just feels like friendly and kid friendly and family friendly and all that kind of stuff whereas these feel a little bit more adult in a lot of ways and i just kind of like having so much options now on the switch it doesn't just all feel like made for your kids and you to play with your kids it feels like these are all kind of we've got a little bit of something for everyone yeah yeah I think next up we have Baba is you. I think yeah, it's this Baba. Game, this game's weird. Yeah, I, I okay, so this you basically create the rules for all these different levels slash puzzles. Uh it is going back to what we were just talked about, is that eight bit style graphics, and you kind of 
basically i guess you're moving is it is it, is it sort of like a code like in the game you see this thing and it says i guess the wall is exit and you kind of move the wall off of that line of text and now it no longer is exit or something like that and you can pass through the wall to get to the next level um it's it's a very confusing little tidbit it wasn't a hundred percent clear on what was going on uh it doesn't seem like it's something that i would love but this does come out in autumn of 2018 and if you like these kind of puzzle games you may love it yeah i, I don't know i i need I hope were you having the same problem like just kind of not sure what was going on uh, my problem was that yeah i didn't know what was going on or what i would do necessarily so i think <laughs> yeah. that was so if there's a demo that just shows me three or four levels, I'll get the concept because there's a hundred levels in it. So I hope they do that. Uh, I think that would be a great one for this, you know, because it's probably going to be a fairly reasonable price. And, and it, I just think that, you know, you got to get a little bit hands on so you can experience it and see what is actually happening. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the next one that came out, we got a few more here. Slay the Spire. This is coming from Humble Bundle and Mega Crit Games. It's a deck building RPG releasing in uh, early 2019. And then we had a pretty awesome update. We talked about Wind Jammers before. It was previously announced as a super cool flying disc game with a totally rad trailer. That's absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. Uh, we got a date, October 23rd. Uh, that's an insta buy for me. Very excited about it. I've heard great things because it's on PS4 and Xbox um, already. The trailer for the sequel made me want both of them. <laughs> I just yeah, loved then, the art and the st- the character style so much. Yeah, everything about it. So yeah, then they came out. They're like, "Well, cool, that's Windjammers," and they're like, "And then there's Windjammers too with a you all brand new graphics, over the top ridiculousness, uh, just crazy." 2019 is when that's coming out, so you got some time. And they're like, "Warm up with Windjammers and get ready for Windjammers too." Yeah, there's everything amazing. about that trailer's amazing. So go watch it. <laughs> uh, so, speaking of trailers, this one has very little information i think they just assumed everybody knows the game and they just don't need to give you any more than that but terraria is coming to the switch this is coming out in 2019 and that's all you get you had a little bit of the game like what it they were kind of like zooming back or panning back from different environments in the game and they just give a date and uh yeah 2019 that's not even that much of a date it, the next yeah. up we have prison architect i'm kind of interested in this one this is a prison simulator basically you get to manage the prison and build out the way you want it to be set up and you're going to have to you know you take care of the prisoners their way or they're going to riot or you they can be happy it also will include two expansions and then there'll be another coming later which is escape mode and you play as a prisoner and you're basically doing all these different missions to try to escape the prison now i don't know but i'm curious in escape mode can you are you escaping from a prison you built i don't understand how that mode's going to work um it would be kind of kind of cool if that's the case and that is out right now prison architect is out right now the next one is morphe's law this is a four verse four shooter where you shoot different body parts and they'll start to get bigger and increase different powers and i guess you could shrink and then you'll get different abilities after that it's four verse four online eight player local multiplayer and then if you're offline you're just going to be playing up against some bots but the best part of the whole 
uh, amusing trailer was that this is played in 60-ish frames per second. <laughs> I loved when they said that. I'm hoping it was a joke. <laughs> no, I'm not 100% sure, but it, I read it as a joke. They're like, listen, no guarantees, but 60-ish frames per second. <laughs> We're going to give you 60-ish frames. I loved it. I, I think that was actually pretty amusing. So, And that's out right now as well. Yeah, and I've played this before. I played it at PAX last year, so uh, oh, really? PAX West. Yeah, so uh, it was there, and I, I played it a little bit um, when it was there. I'm, I'm pretty, I'm about 99.9% sure uh, someone can call me out if they were at PAX, and they're like, it wasn't at PAX, blah, blah, blah. Which, oh, I'll be at PAX this year. I'll, I'll bring some 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 Nintendo Dispatch nice. swag. Pretty sure I'm going to go one of the days, so I'll give more information as PAX approaches, which is soon. <laughs> so next next <laughs> two weeks, two weeks. Um, yeah, it's out. So that's so that's pretty cool. Um, that's did it. You, that's all the games. Did you enjoy it, or you're not even really sure it was so long ago, and you're not? Do you remember? That was okay. Yeah, it, it seemed okay. like you know it, it's hard when you're at PAX because there's so much going on. Yeah, and um, you're not playing with your friends, and you're not really you know. So it's a little bit hard to kind of yeah, understand. Just kind of crowd in there. Try this game, and then yeah. you have to move on. Yeah. So gotcha. that was it. That, that was the whole dispatch. We just spent 20 minutes on a 20 minute dispatch. So now you're good. I loved go. it. Short yeah, and sweet. It was great. Yep. Short and sweet. Good to go. <laughs> well, there is a little bit of other news. My favorite one this week has to be a great, great th- thread um, that I found on. It's called Restera. I, I think it was in my newsfeed and I found it. And um, I don't know if you know, but on the Wii, not the Wii U, but on the Wii and the Wii U, uh, unlike the Switch, they had a Netflix application that you could watch Netflix on. I had no idea. <laughs> yeah, so you could, and it was very popular apparently on the old Wii. Uh, that was one of the the prime things that it did. And Netflix turned off the service. So when, you know, it calls home, it's like, no, I can't do it. Someone figured out how to get it working. All they did was turn back their clock on their Nintendo Wii to 2010 and you're done. That's it. So it works. What? Yeah. How does amazing. that even work? <laughs> <laughs> That's it. So. Oh, man. There are some people in the thread, which I'll link to, like that. Some developers like writing like faux, you know, code like date check less than whatever, you know, and <laughs> um, maybe that's it. Maybe there was no other way for them to um, try to do it. And maybe there's time stamping. So, you know, that's all they got to do. You know, uh, not the best. It's amazing code. if if that if that's, you know, something you liked having was you liked watching Netflix on your way and you're bummed out and you're like. I, I used to love that, you know, and now they just it's such a simple fix and you can watch it. I did read through the thread and I was reading a bunch of the comments and one uh, person was like, that's how my mom likes to watch Netflix, that she's going to be so excited now. <laughs> I thought it was pretty I funny. It. it was cute. I love it. Um, all right. So we've got a big rumor. The rumor is that the new Super Mario Brothers U, so old new Super Mario Brothers U, could potentially be coming to the Switch. So it's they're saying that it's maybe going to be re-released, kind of following along with what we had with the uh, um, Captain Toad and some of the other Wii U games that are now being you know, put out there on the Switch. So you'll get the game plus the Super Luigi U expansion. Uh, it may also come out with new additional content because they're thinking that it's going to have the Super Mario Brothers U deluxe title. And then in the past, when that deluxe was added on, there was additional content thrown in there that was kind of for that name. So they're thinking 
if this is the name, they'll, that similar content like lost levels, things like that could potentially be in this as well. But there's no release date as of it's just a rumor. So we'll see. I think it makes total sense. I would actually love that. I, I liked the new Super Mario Brothers. I think it was on the Wii. Um, I never got this one, but I, I would love that. I think that would be a great a great addition for the switch yeah they're phenomenal games i i have yeah. on my my 3ds they're 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 amazing uh and i was just i'm moving so i just pulled some box out of the basement and there was my wii u and i was like oh cool i could play some of those games just kidding i'm never gonna do that um <laughs> but yeah, exactly but I, I was like oh this is really cool that hopefully they bring it because i think it'd be I would, i'd buy it again that's an insta buy that's a good stop gap i think to these these Wii uh, U to Switch ports. I think they're good stop gaps, especially here where a lot of people may not have experienced Super Luigi U. And then they can tie in some of the new things like have um, Odyssey levels and things like that. So I mm-hmm. think it's a good idea. Yeah. One thing definitely not coming to the Switch is uh, Rainbow Six Siege. Uh, so there was an interview over at Metro C, um, which is a, a publication over in the UK. They had an interview with some of the uh, game directors and brand directors uh, from Ubisoft. And they were just kind of interviewing them in general. And they brought up the question about, hey, Rainbow Six uh, Siege is very, very popular. You know, it's really growing. It has this great base behind it. And wouldn't it be great to bring it to the Switch? Like, why not? Like, you should do that because there's been success of Wolfenstein and Doom. And the new Doom is coming day, same day, which is great. And Alexander Remy, who's the brand director, said, due to the technical constraints and the frame rate that the game has, you know, 60, 60-ish FIPS and dis- all the crazy destruction, it's really CPU heavy. And the Switch is not yet the Nintendo console where it can be done. And then it's kind of interesting because the game director, Leroy, said, I don't think... Um, Ubisoft would consider it. It may come from another studio, but I would be really surprised because this game without 60-ish frames per second is not exactly the same game. I'm just going to say always 60-ish. 60-ish frames per second on the Switch with procedural destruction? Good luck. But maybe it's starting to be an old game. Maybe they might. But I don't think it'll be us porting it. It'll be another studio. So to me, this is like, this dude's like, no, I don't think we'll do it. But I mean, some other studio could totally do it. Yeah, it's such a weird way of saying, you know, okay, it cannot be done. But, you know, maybe somebody will do it. I I don't know. Like, what are you talking about? Can it be done or not? Are you guys just being lazy and just don't feel like doing it? I don't understand. I don't like the the current trend either with Ubisoft, like sort of... um, pulling these games it just recently happened with uh steep you know so it's now now they're on a roll where they're saying yeah can't can't do it we're not paying that much attention Uh, it's a bad trend i don't like it yeah not about it so we got a little sneak peek at the very first pre-order bonus you'll get when you pre-order Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu or Eevee from the Pokemon Center so it's this is in Japan and if you order one or the other um you're going to get this little statue and some a booklet of artwork the funny thing is though if you look at the pokemon center's post that shows this little bonus they don't have any color yet this the the sculptures don't even they're like just like a proof of concept so they're just sort of gray they haven't even added any color to them. So I was thinking, why wouldn't you just wait and finish up these things and then tell everybody this is what you'll get if you pre-order with us? That's true. 
Why? I don't know. Why show it now? Why show it in an unfinished state? It's so weird. Got to get those pre-orders in. Yeah, they were scared. The, all the, they were losing them. They were losing all those pre-orders. <laughs> That's right. And it was funny because you're like, what is this Pokemon Center thing? And I was like, there's actually 11 Pokemon Centers, which are you know Nintendo and Pokemon themed stores, just like the Nintendo uh, store in, in the US. Mm-hmm. But they're, they're, they're specialty stores for Pokemon goods. And when I go to tokyo one day or japan anywhere i'm totally gonna stop oh yeah definitely i had no idea i i think that's one of the problems with pokemon and the titles of things because everything is like this is oh yeah we have a real store called the pokemon center and we have this and it's pokemon let's go pikachu and like 17 names for everything so when when i saw this i'm like what you go to a game and then you buy a pre-order. I, I had no idea what was going on. So it is interesting. I think it's weird that they posted an unfinished product, but hey, good for them. Get your pre-orders at Pokemon Centers. All right. So moving on to game announcements. We actually this one's a pretty good one that we talked about last week. Diablo 3 is officially announced. Um I think we just discussed this, that this was actually going to happen. And it comes out later this year. It's going to be docked. It's going to be in 960 and portable at 720. They super optimized it and it's running at 60 frames, not 60-ish, 60 frames per second. So somehow they managed the black magic and they got this game to work, whereas Ubisoft has been un... They cannot do it. It cannot be done. But Diablo 3 is going to be on there. It works fine. It's 60 frames per second. So... There's also destructible environments and things like that, but whatever. <laughs> we believe you will be soft. It also only took them nine months to port the game. So <laughs> and like eight people, eight people on the staff basically just said, yeah, oh yeah, you know what? I got a few hours after work. Let me just throw this on the switch. It will be soft is like pulling their hair out. We cannot do this. It is impossible. <laughs> Maybe they need to have those eight people work on it for Ubisoft so it can get done. <laughs> fly them in fly them in drop them down a couple nights here Uh, a couple nights there they probably crank that right out yeah Uh, a few little ones here for release dates coming out which i'm super excited about dark souls remastered which was supposed to come out in may um, was delayed and now has an official date of october 19th uh, which is also the same day that the solaire of astora amiibo will come out and also just um recently right before we recorded this um nintendo announced that finally luigi's mansion uh, for Nintendo 3DS will be out on October 12th, which I will probably pick up because I buy everything. Um, it's a truth. I just bought Sushi Strikers because it was $17 on Amazon. I'm like, I'm in on the 3DS. Um, this is cool because I love Luigi's Mansion from 2001, a great GameCube title. And uh, it has a new gallery uh, battle mode. It has exclusive uh, 3DS touchscreen support, um, a bunch of new abilities, um, um, for Luigi and new boss modes, uh, which is very cool. Um, so I'm all about it. Nice. All about it. Excellent. In other game news, we have Dead Cells Signature Edition. This is going to be available from uh, the UK at $50. And what you're going to get is you're going to get a region-free Dead Cells game, a double CD Digipack soundtrack, an exclusive enamel character pin, which is kind of cool, a 56-page hardback art book, a certificate of authenticity featuring autographs of the developers and an outer box featuring an exclusive artwork and a matte finish with spot gloss. That's pretty, pretty crazy, you know, little package for 50 bucks. 
Yeah, not bad. I mean, seeing that the game is, you know, probably going to retail for 30 or 40 bucks or so it's 25 it's 25 ish to download or so i I think it's not about i'm not gonna get it yeah i think it was 25 to download give or take but i i mean i like the art style so that the um 50 page art book is kind of cool i would really be into that you know i think for this couple of things like the pin i could see developers charging or you know publishers putting this stuff out for a lot more so i think for 50 bucks that seems like a pretty fair priced game that you're gonna get with all this stuff yeah Oh, yeah. I, I don't know if you follow the limited run uh, stuff at all, but they take all these indie games and they put them in special packagings and things like that. I got one for Thumper and I got a bunch of other stuff. I've, I've pre-ordered tons of stuff through them because I like physical. And if I'm going to buy a physical game, even if I own it digitally, I want something to be special about it. Yeah, so, absolutely. The last thing before we get into the best sellers, uh, Amazon this week. Uh, released a brand new AC charger for the Switch that is compatible with the dock mode. They had a AC charger that was not compatible with the dock mode, which was kind of weird. I guess it'd be your travel one. But this one has the same exact 39 watt output plus short circuit protection. Um, what you know, I guess Johnny Five is going to come along and maybe <laughs> come out. It's like no. <laughs> I like that joke. That was a good. I like that. I appreciate that. Yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome. A bonus here is not only does it include a free replica of Johnny Five, but it also comes with a cord that is one foot longer and twelve dollars cheaper than the official um, Switch charger. So go grab that. Short circuit protection should always be called Johnny Five protection at the from here on out. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. I like that a lot. Uh, you want all right, you want to break down these bestsellers, buddy? I sure do. So starting off, we have our best top five. In the number one spot, we have Dead Cells, followed by Overcooked 2, then Okami HD, followed by Minecraft, holding on. And last, we have Rocket League, which I think that was recently on sale, so I can see why that's spiked up. Um, pretty, pretty impressive little jump there. And then coming in on the... The debuting of the top 30, we have Keep Talking and Nobody Explodes and Minute. Yeah, I also heard some good things about Minute. Uh, it's a game where you have to finish everything in under a minute. Like you only have a minute to live. Like the whole game resets every minute. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I heard really great things about it. So I might pick that up eventually. Uh, so I'm glad to see that break in. It's getting hard. I mean, there's so many good games now, so it's getting tough. Mm-hmm. I know. I know. That's a problem. I know we 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 get mad because we go through all these new releases and we're like, oh, what's all this crap? And then we're like, oh, there's so many games. Yeah, so many. many. Well, there are some new releases this week that we'll break down. Uh, The first one, August 21st, coming to digital and retail is All Star Fruit Racing. This is a super massively popular racing game that's finally out on the Switch. I like to call it a hybrid between Mario Kart and the Wreck-It Ralph racing in that candy adventure land that they had uh it's it's kind of crazy but i think there's a big flaw in this version because while it does have all 21 courses has four player split screens and thirty-two thousand possible car combinations (laughs) um and it does look really good Uh, there's no online because it's built on the uh unreal engine and and whatever version didn't support it it does now but didn't i guess then that's unfortunate well, I'm just going to keep playing Mario Kart anyways. So, uh, 
That's fine too. Um, on August 24th, we have two new games also coming out. The first one is Little Dragon's Cafe for 60 Bones. This is a super cute role-playing game from Arxis Games. Uh, it looks really, really good. It'll be digital and physical. And then the crazy, ridiculous re-release um, <laughs> from Limited Run Games, which I just talked about, which is Night Trap, which is coming out for $15. Um, both digital and physical. You can get it from Limited Run Games. Uh, this is uh, a super controversial game back from 1992. This set the video game industry ablaze. Uh, <laughs> this was in, this was in front of courts and in the Supreme. It was very crazy if you learn about the the history and censorship of video games. Um, but it tells a story of five teen girls spending the weekend at the Martin home. Uh, and your job as part of the special counter attack team is to monitor the home and protect the girls using cameras and traps as they are invaded by vampires. It has tons of like real stop, like real motion video. That was a big thing. The bonus here of the re-release, not only just physical, uh, but there's uh, original gameplay, videos, deleted scenes, two documentaries, and an unreleased prototype called Scene of the Crime. So uh, I bought that because it's from Limited Run Games. I've never played it, and I probably may not play it still because um, it's weird. But I'm I'm so it's so weird that it's being re-released. I just think it's so odd. Yeah, I mean you gotta at least try it. You gotta try it because I do remember even hearing stories of this game. So I would you gotta pop that in and at least just see how weird it is and be like report back to us because it sounds just ridiculous anything that has like the live the the video game stuff built in is always weird to me anyway so i would be really interested to see what you think of that yeah yeah we'll find out now moving on to our digital downloads we have out of the box coming out august 22nd in august 23rd we have behind the screen ferns gate Flood of Light, which I'm really interested in. Another beautiful puzzle game. Kind of uh, mysterious. You're trying to solve puzzles and figure out a little bit of your main character's past as you go along. And that's $5. Seems like a great pickup. Hacky Zack. Fun name for $10. Kiro Blaster. Also for $10. My Farm. $10. Shio. Shio. Not sure for thirteen dollars. <laughs> I'm assuming it's Shio, Sky Gamblers, Storm Raiders for ten dollars, and the Low Road for fifteen. Any of these jumped out at you? Yeah, um, you know I do appreciate my farm, which gives me uh, ten different animals for ultimate. Woo! ultimate farm and breeding simulation <laughs> i got hens and ducks and turkeys and rabbits and goats and sheep and cows oh my um that was <laughs> no, only well, what that's only a sampling of the 10 kinds of animals <laughs> <laughs> that you can have you gotta save something yeah gotta save something i was actually interested in one of these games which is sky gamblers which is a world war ii air combat game only because it has a whole bunch of online modes as co-op, survival, last man standing, uh, free flight, and a bunch of other ones. It's only $10, and it is a horizontal sky combat <laughs> game, so it gets me very excited. Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, I probably won't buy it, but of them, I was like, oh, that looks kind of cool. I like it. And then August 24th, we have Earthworms for 8 and Space Ribbon for 15 Let me tell you something. I am really happy 
that the Nintendo Direct happened this week because this week is not a great mm. looking week um, mm. without those. I agree with without those games that came out. I had the same thoughts. I was thinking exactly the same thing when I was going through the list. I was like, okay, well, it's a little bit of a dry week. That's fine. I'm catching up on some stuff. I do think Flood of Light sounds and looks very interesting. Um, That would maybe for me be the only one I would pick up. But the Nindy Direct has me excited. I, I see a lot of, you know, I see the light, as they say. So I, I am still very pumped. Good. Well, with that, it, we are now at everybody's favorite part of the show. What you plan? Oh, yes. Well, I already talked about Bad North, which is at the top of my list of things that I've been playing this week. And I want to mention, in case uh, people haven't gone out and downloaded it yet, but there's a demo for Monster Hunter's Generations mm-hmm. Ultimate. Uh, I've downloaded it and installed it, but I haven't booted it up. So that will be a what you're playing for next week, even though it, goes, it comes out in like a week or two. But um, I did download that. But I want to give an update. Nice. I want to give an update here, Michael. Um, I've continued to play Thumper, a whole lot of Thumper, one of my favorite games so far on the Switch. And then I sat down for hours and I beat all of Floor Kids. So a review coming soon. This is a that hip hop kind of dance rhythm game. Uh, Kid Koala did all the music to it. Um, let me break down my pseudo review, which is that the game itself um, is a nice looking game, has good music by Kid Koala. It has some challenge to it, but I, I find myself lacking in understanding how as a a gamer playing the game, how I could understand that I was doing better or progress. Like I was progressing through the game, but I don't think that my skills, like I was getting more points. So I kind of did it. But the the problem is that while it's a rhythm game, you're not pressing and doing actions like all the time. Like you're just kind of freestyling and maybe that's the jam about it. Like you do freestyle stuff, but that doesn't make me want to come back and play it over and over again. So I'm glad I got it on a discount, but I'm I'm actually kind of disappointed in the core concept. And I'm kind of disappointed that um, going through and beating the game, it froze on me like four times and I had to reset oh. the game. I didn't lose any progress, but um, it was at different points. Like sometimes I was loading a stage. Sometimes I was finishing a stage. Sometimes it would be stuck on a loading screen or it'd just be a black screen. And that's really um, sad. So um, I don't know, a little bit, you know, two, 2.5. That's my review. Nice. Out of five. Nice. I'm excited to hear a little bit more about it, but it's, I I don't, I'm a, I I don't like anything like that where you just don't feel like you can improve on it. Right. You don't, it's not clear on what you're supposed to be doing. You can't really figure out how I'm going to be able to get better at this. So it's kind of hard to want to pick that up and keep playing. Yeah. That was my problem. Yeah. What about you? You had a big drive. You drove halfway across America. Yeah, yeah. So there was a lot of driving. Uh, I actually played, I've been continuing to play and still loving um, Hollow Knight. So I made a lot of progress in that. I will say playing the Switch in the car, it was extremely bumpy. <laughs> yeah. And so it was kind of like, man, this is this is not ideal right now. But I also downloaded monster hunters so i'm excited to try that out and i have been playing i the thing i was most excited about in the drive was that i was using my my hotspot on my phone and tether with my switch and played two rounds of fortnite Mm. played 
downloaded Monster Hunters while I was playing and, you know, obviously played Holiday, which isn't very demanding, but it was just, it is the future. We are living in the future currently. I love the fact that I can bring the Switch with me and actually do like console things. You know, it's on my phone. I have this very nice screen and I'm playing online games, competitive games where I'm actually, you know, trying to hold my own with other players. I was playing while Monster Hunters was downloading and it for the most part was very very clear even still. So I was absolutely blown away. I'm continuously blown away by what the Switch is able to do despite what Ubisoft says. Um I just was I thought that was fantastic. I love the co- idea that we can be playing these games anywhere at this point, you know. I remember years ago we'd be talking about Zelda or anything else and be like, man, if we had a, a console that I could do that and just go anywhere and be able to still play, and now we do. So I just it was very exciting. That I love it. I mean, it, it is literally the dream, right? And and I I would I would buy a dedicated Nintendo Switch hotspot of some sort. That like, even if I could, there would be something of interest. Like, if you just have a hotspot that works with anything around you. But what if you had like a hotspot that only worked with the Switch? Like, you plug it in, and it's like, cool. Now you're like in your online mode. You know, it's like a special thing. Because um, not like everyone maybe not be like you and have unlimited, apparently, internet. Yeah. But um, I would, I would pay because I, I heard that the online games like. Um, you want to have the data it's it's not sending a lot of information across the wire so i remember people we, we talked about i think on the podcast we're playing splatoon 2 and they're like oh yeah use i played like for an hour and it used like 300 megs of data or something you know like mm-hmm. very minimal but like, that's really impressive just just in general very, so yeah yeah no i mean i i pay for unlimited and in my opinion i am going to make verizon work for it so i would i i'll stream i'll tether to this thing i don't care if my phone bursts into flames i'm getting my money's worth out of this unlimited package because i guarantee they're still making money off me so i have no problem testing how how unlimited unlimited truly is yeah do it well i'm glad that you were able to do that i think it it is a testament to what the switch was built for so um i love it yeah and i will agree with you on the shaky part of it that was when i was on a plane and playing thumper which is really precision based and very very fast Mm. is quite difficult to um (laughs) to to, to get that going (laughs) Uh, yeah so all right buddy well i think that's gonna do it i will let you go shower up go out into the wilderness you know Get out there, build stuff. <laughs> you're very, you're basically, you know, you're out there and you're just you're building stuff and making the world work. Just Mike, living off the land. Living off the land in Wisconsin. Go get some cheese curds. Go to a local dairy and, and get that. Um, you will not regret it. So, no. <laughs> <laughs> i just yeah no i'm i'm all about it there i was actually i went to this little place down the road and they have um what were they advertised it was like mozzarella sticks but it was like deep fried cheese curds. oh my goodness i was like well i mean i gotta try it i can't turn away from that but it you know it doesn't sound good for me but i definitely gotta try it yeah do it no all right <laughs> and it was good it was the worst thing no, I didn't try it yet. Oh. I will report back. Maybe I'll tweet. I don't know. This could be a Nintendo dispatch first. <laughs> it could be. All right, buddy. Well, until next week, um, make sure that you follow us, rate, review, subscribe on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcast. Tell your friends about it if they're playing the Switch. Hey, you probably have a friend. They're probably playing a Switch. 
with you. You're probably gaming together, playing some fruit racing. You're doing it locally because you can't play it online. Well, guess what? You can be like, hey, have you heard about this great podcast called Nintendo Dispatch? And just boom, subscribe right there. Help us out. Leave us a review. Uh, we would love it. You can always reach out to us on Twitter at Dispatch Podcast, at James Montemagno, and at MS Revet. So until next time, this has been yet another Nintendo Dispatch. <laughs>